This is a test. The Moon Order is conducting a test of the emergency broadcast system. This is only a test. If this had been an actual emergency, the signal you just heard would have been followed by the phrase... <laughs> Ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd World Order, this is the Nerd World Order broadcast. I am the man that you call Dukes, and to my right, here comes the... Booyah! This is Joe Tawai. What's good? How's everybody out there? So today in the Nerd World Order broadcast, we're going to be discussing apparently all things DC because it looks like Marvel has been lazy as hell lately. Uh, clearly during the pandemic, they've gotten very slow. Uh, they haven't put out a lot of new news about their movies. Uh, their comic books aren't doing that well as far as I'm concerned. So today's going to be DC centric. As you guys know, I'm not a huge DC fan, but DC is putting out most of the info right now. Uh, so let's see here. We're going to discuss the Snyder Cut. Uh, then we're going to move on to the Matt Reeves Batman, and we're going to talk Flashpoint. Uh, so let's talk about, oh, and hey, why not talk about uh, Batwoman and what's going on with Ruby Rose, Batwoman, everything of that nature. So let me tell you guys a little bit about what I've been up to lately uh, as far as nerds go. I've been streaming a lot of movies. Uh, the Hunt, I've been watching. Uh, I finally watched Train to Busan, zombie movie. I love zombie movies. This was a great movie. Uh, I tried to watch the sequel to Train to Busan, Peninsula. Uh, tried watching that yesterday. Uh, that was a hot mess. I'm going to have to try to watch it again. Granted, it was a bootleg stream, but still, it was a hot zombie flambe mess. Uh, let's see here. The Pattison Batman. That's actually the Matt Reeves Batman, Alfonso. We will be talking about that. Uh, and, of course, I've been reading a lot of comic books. Uh, picked up a new comic book called Red Mother. Red Mother is an awesome comic book about uh, basically a woman who sees demons and she solves puzzles. And it's really exciting. And in my opinion, hey, what's up, Celia? The best comic book on the market today is Immortal Hulk. If you're not reading Immortal Hulk, then every time your eyeballs look at words on a page, you're wasting your eyeballs time. Immortal Hulk is freaking incredible. Uh, I've been watching The Walking Dead. Clearly it's on hiatus right now, but I can't wait for the uh, new season to get back on track. I hear that they're going to add a few episodes into The Walking Dead. I always want to see that. And I just got through watching The Umbrella Academy. Uh, we're probably going to do a talk on that soon if I can ever get Joe to get through an entire season of The Umbrella Academy. Uh, but that's what I've been up to. Umbrella Academy is amazing. I'll just say that. Season 2 is better than Season 1. Check it out. Joe, I'll turn it over to you. I haven't been that much active as you are with like streaming on the movies or the comics. The only thing I've been doing lately has really been watching a lot of anime. So the one thing I could recommend you guys checking out is uh, The God of High School. It's pretty good. That's what I, I've posted it before in the group. It's a good anime. It's basically about a bunch of kids that get together to find out who's the best as far as martial artists between the group of the kids, and that's where it's coming from. It's a Crunchyroll likes to buy series off of Weeb, and when they buy it off of Weeb, they invest the money, and it's sponsored by Crunchyroll, so it's one of the Crunchyroll's animes that they like to put out there. So I've been watching that. I've been dabbling around with Black Clover, which is good, too, if you like people who are magicians and stuff like that. She'll Kind of similar to uh, Fairy Tale, so that one, that one's pretty good. I've been rocking with that one. Another another one I've been watching is it's uh, Misfits of the Demon King. That's pretty good. Check that out. And of course, Food Wars is on the fifth. It's called the Fifth Plate, which is the fifth season. Uh, that's pretty good. It's just you know kids being the best chefs and there's competition with chefs and stuff like that. So that's what I've been doing. I did check out an episode of Food Wars because Joe has been hyping Food Wars forever. So I watched the first episode of Food Wars, and everyone has a different taste in anime. It wasn't for me, but I'm not going to knock it. Uh, a lot of times a person will watch the first episode of something. I am talking about Joe in this case. Watch the first episode of something and not really get into it, but it's actually a great show. Uh, and you have to, you know, go a little bit further. I'm guilty of that in this case. Uh, Joe, do you watch Hunter x Hunter? Uh, I did watch that. I mean, it's an old one. It's supposed to come out with a, a new season, but they don't know yet. But it's pretty good. It's like, it's a pretty old one. 
So Liz wants to know if we watch Cursed. Uh, I personally did not watch Cursed. On Netflix, right? Correct. Yeah. It's supposed to be, what's that girl's name, dude? With the whole King Arthur thing. Oh, what's her name? The Lady of Guinevere. the Sea or something like that. Guinevere? No? No, no, no. She's okay. like the Lady well, of the Sea, the Lady of the Deep or something like that, bro. Something like that. I don't remember clearly, her name. Clearly, clearly, we have not watched Curse. I'm sorry, Liz. Yeah. Uh, one thing I can say. But she, the Lady of the Lake. That's what Lady of the Lake. She's the one that was safeguarding Excalibur, which she's been using on the show. Very, there you go. So. Booyah. Booyah. Lady of the Lake. Thank you, Alfonso. Uh, so now all three of us know what it is. So one thing I have been watching on Netflix, which is the greatest anime ever, Doro Hidoro. So just wanted to remind the look on Joe's face right now. He knew it was coming. Uh, Doro Hidoro is the best anime I've ever seen. Absolutely love Doro Hidoro. Uh, I would recommend everybody watch that. If I ever get back to doing movie reviews, show reviews, I'll definitely remind you all why Doro Hidoro deserves. The look on Joe's face is amazing. Um, the, Doro Hidoro is the best anime that deserves uh, four nerd flags. Uh, so let's see here. Uh, brand new animal on Netflix. Did you get a chance to watch that, Joe? No. Okay. Uh, apparently, Emerald's watching that, and so that's something else we're gonna have to check out. So, and that's pretty much what we've been up to from a nerd perspective with our lives. Clearly, oh, actually, I apologize. I did watch that. <laughs> it's the acronym of BNA. Yes, I did. BNA. Watch that. That's correct. That's yeah. that's what Emerald said. Yeah. Okay, so well, you I can't what see you what she's saying, dude. Well, yes, because I'm an attention yeah, yeah, hawk. That's yeah. why. And well, I'm like, look at me. Well, they, oh, look at me. Well, they really shouldn't really see a ninja. This is true. Joe's a ninja, so you can't see him. It's perfect. It's perfect. That's why you can't see him. Um, yeah. I thought it was pretty good. So what's BNA? Uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Okay. I thought it was pretty good. It's basically like, they're kind of like beasts. Mm-hmm. And then you have the humans. It's like with anything, it's always one fraction against the next fraction. But it's pretty right, good. Right. I like it. Okay. Awesome. Uh, so let's see here. So once again, in this episode of the Nerd World Order broadcast, we are going to be talking the Snyder Cut. Matt Reeves' Batman, uh, Alfonso, that is also the Robert Pattinson Batman. That's the same thing, bro. Uh, and we're going to be discussing Michael Keaton and Ezra Miller in Flashpoint, and we're also going to be discussing Batwoman and anything else that we decide to cross along the way. So, if you want to hear this entire episode of the Nerd World Order broadcast, you can hear us on the iTunes, on the Stitcher, uh, you can watch us on YouTube, or you can also find us on Spotify or anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Thank you all for tuning in to this short live stream of the Nerd World Order broadcast. Uh, go ahead. We'll be up in a few days. Listen to the rest of this episode of the Nerd World Order broadcast. Thank you all very much for tuning in. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Talk to you all later. I'm NWO. We are NWO. Let that nerd flag fly. Let's get into this Matt Reeves Batman after we get into the Snyder Cut. So, uh, Joe, why don't you start it off? Tell me what you know about this Snyder Cut. What I know so far is it's going to come out in 2021 on HBO Max exclusively. And it's not even going to be on the DC Universe. Which I'm like, that's what I have. So now I can't watch that. Now i got to get HBO Max to watch that if I want to watch it. So let me tangent for a second, bro, before we even get into this. The streaming world is becoming a hot mess salad, okay? Because you have Hulu, right. you have Netflix, right. you have Disney Plus, mm -hmm. you have Apple's, whatever they're offering that yep. nobody watches. Yep. Now you have HBO Max. Um, and, Amazon Prime. Right, and Amazon Prime, right? And right. You, you have to pay for all of these to the point where... I get it. There is some good content that you want to see. But in the case of DC and HBO Max, it really feels like, unlike the other services where there's exclusivity of product, these two products are very, very um, overlapping. And because they are overlapping, one of them just needs to go. And in my opinion, DC, I'm sorry, DC, you had a chance. 
You gave us Teen Titans, which was mediocre, just my opinion. Uh, you gave us Doom Patrol, which was interesting, but at the end of the day, just doesn't really have good pacing. It gets very boring. You tried to give a swamp thing, and then you canceled it before the first episode even hit. You claim you're going to give us first run animated shows maybe a month after they come out and then you don't give us those so dc streaming just needs to go away and it needs to roll into hbo max that's what i think right i think it's going to go away because uh you put you didn't mention star girl which is pretty good is that actually on yeah oh okay it's actually pretty good they're on i think by the end actually the the last the, the season finale should be on because it streams on Monday, but but it, you can actually watch it on Sunday night or nine o'clock or whatever. But yeah, the last episode is tonight. But now CW is picking it up, so okay. now it's not going to be on there. So what does that do for the DC Universe streaming service? Because now a show that's actually pretty good, you're taking it away. Not to mention they don't even have Wonder Woman movie on there. They don't have the Aquaman movie on there. They don't have the Shazam movie on there. What's the point of you getting DC other than watching stuff that was old, the older shows of Batman or Justice, Justice League, Just a Friends, whatever. I don't remember the name of it, but what's the point in having that? It's like, at the end of the day, you kind of want to watch the new content, you know yeah. what I mean? It's okay to reminisce about the old stuff, but I'm at the point where I want to watch the new stuff too whenever I want, and you can't, right? So they had the new Justice League movie came out, Apocalypse, I think it is. Mm-hmm. It's not on there, right? Oh. So it's it's like come on dude I, right what why why am I paying for it exactly you know like like I said you, you give us Teen Titans you sold us you were going to give us new and original content and you're just not delivering DC so I'm not a DC fan anyway and crap like this is the reason why okay mad respect to DC for what they're putting out in comic books right now but from a DC EU television show movie perspective get rid of the dc app it's not giving us the content we want i agree 100 percent, joe sorry tangent it's what i do when you say dc by the way how are you not going to have shazam okay if you don't have shazam you're not going to get my money period right like how do you not have shazam that's right best dc movie ever uh. <laughs> <laughs> So let's talk to Snyder Cut, bro. Uh, so tell me what you know so far. So, like I said, it's coming out in 2021. It was supposed to be made into two movies. So just think about that. It's going to be made into two movies, right? It's going to be the same thing as Avengers, right? Okay. So the we both agree Avengers, like Endgame and Infinity War was pretty badass. It was amazing. But even though they made it into two movies, you both agree Endgames is actually too long. Oh my gosh, yes. That movie would have made so much more money just for me if it wouldn't have been a three-hour monstrosity where I had to contemplate when I was going to go pee, when I was going to contemplate when I was going to watch the movie because I wasn't sure if I'd be able to stay awake if I tried to watch a midnight showing or a late showing or if I woke up too early to watch the movie and I, because I had to sit three hours and then do whatever, go to work, whatever. Yeah, come on, Marvel. Never do that again. Three hours, way too much time out of my day, okay? I can't invest time like that. My, yeah, I might watch it with my family, but my family has more to do than to go to me with me to the movies because at the end of the day, they can watch it two times and they don't want to see it anymore. Right. And you know what has those movies? Disney Plus. Already. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's like you don't have to wait. Like Disney Plus, they, they put out they put out content. Although I do not agree with like paying twenty nine ninety nine, even though they didn't make that money for Mulan, if it is going to come on there. But Disney Plus has better content on it than the, than the DC Universe. Yes. Um, let's see. So it's going to be a two-part movie. Do you think it's going to change anything? Like so like Snyder's got a certain amount of budget that he got more money to reinvest to remaking his cut so like all these actors say that they saw the Snyder cut okay if that's the case why has he got to redo some stuff because he should already have everything there but he's reshooting it redoing the scene Ben Affleck signed on to get back on there to do some more scenes but what does that do what does that do for the DC universe meaning is it going to change where the DC's going from here to the future is it going to affect what they're doing now is it going to affect the Matt Reeves Batman 
And what does that have to do with anything that's pertaining to his cut? Why is that cut even being made? Is it for the fans? Is it going to be any different than the Wooden, the Josh Wooden project? Right? Is it going to be better than that? It should be better because if it's not going to be better than that, what's the point of them doing it? Right? To me, this is a nerd service, geek service, fan service movie. And I am completely excited about all of that being done. Uh, one of the things that we looked into is, okay, so Ryan Reynolds is going to jump into this, right? It's a right. possibility. So it looks like this movie is giving you all the characters you want in the way that you want. Is it really going to change anything? Possibly, because they're introducing characters that are very important to the architecture of the DC uh, landscape. And because of that, they're introducing some of the biggest, baddest characters. Uh, they're also introducing different versions of, like, let's say, Superman. Once you introduce the Green Lantern Corps into the DCEU, then you open up DC to a completely different landscape. Now what you're looking at is DC as being part of a much bigger, more cosmic landscape. And Green Lantern has always served as sort of like the intergalactic police force. So um, realistically, I feel like this opens up everyone's uh, opportunities as to what they can see with DC. Now, the problem with DC, which we'll get into a little bit earlier, I see it as a problem, I'm sure Joe doesn't and all you DC fans don't, is that they have a multiverse. So DC can move in one direction with this Matt Reeves movie and then say, ah, oh, that only happened over here. Um, you know, they can say, uh, this Christian Bale version never happened to Batman. That was a different universe. Or they can say, oh, um, you know, the Joaquin Phoenix version of Joker did never, never existed in any other um, incarnation of the DCEU completely cool if you're going to do that but I think from a non-comic book fan perspective from a non-nerd perspective people are going to get so confused if they don't find a way to link all this together I feel like the Snyder Cut is going to be so good and then DC is going to come along and say that never happened what you're going to see with Matt Reeves and what you're going to see with Robert Pattinson is completely different. Oh, by the way, Flashpoint is going to be completely different from everything you ever saw with Matt Reeves. Because you know what? DC is simply a big printing press of money for Warner Brothers. And that's why they're going to bounce around from universe to universe, multiverse to multiverse. And none of this is going to change anything. Right, I agree with that. You made a comment about like how the DC comics, and I agree, tend to be a lot better than the Marvel comics. The DC comics, where they have crossovers and stuff like that, you ever notice every time they have crossovers, they they continue builds on it. Each crossover affects it. It doesn't change. It keeps the continuation of it, and it builds from it. I, well, I checked my notes. I said, right now, <laughs> DC is doing yeah. better than Marvel. Right, right now. But if you if you look every crossover that they've had or any big event it continues and builds from it it doesn't one event doesn't erase the last event which right. marvel was notorious for marvel will redo everything and won't acknowledge anything that happened correct now go to the movies dc is do does exactly what marvel does that never happened this is what's going to happen right and yeah. marvel and marvel does a better transition to every character to each one which i think dc made a mistake of like their shows were doing so well in the Arrowverse that they didn't combine it with the movies which i think was the biggest mistake because they lost a lot of fans right so i i think we both agree that the flash grant gustison grant gustison yes is a lot better flash than that urza miller ezra miller ezra miller yes way better Yes. He's more likable. He's more believable. He is Flash. Absolutely. This kid here, it's like, it's bad enough that he had the Power Ranger suit. His run wasn't even legit. I'm like, bro, you can't run like that and be faster than me. He, he did have a goofy run. Right? So it's like, it just looked weird. Like, the whole thing looked weird. And I don't know if it was Whedon, Whedon that made him run like that, or was it actually the Snyder Cut that made him run like that? We don't know. 
Maybe he just really runs like that. Yeah, which I think is awful. Like, if you were going to... He's predominantly... He runs. That's all he does is run. Look and see how this fool would look like running. That's... If I'm going to watch Flash run the whole movie, I want to... He can't run like that, right? I agree. So, I mean, to pick it back on what you said about Ryan Reynolds... um, well, he tweeted, he said he wanted to do it, which, you know, like, I don't know if you remember that scene, because I know you, you really don't care too much and you try to forget DC movies, where um, Alfred was like, hey, they said you would come, which it was Superman, which was supposed to be Green Lantern. Okay. Is what they were saying, supposed to happen. Right. And that never happened, was Superman. Then there was rumors that it was supposed to be Superman in a black suit that came there. There's a bunch of different rumors. But if he's going to redo all that stuff and you get Ron and Reynolds, think about that, how key that is. Ryan Reynolds did so well at Deadpool, right? Why would he want to go back to a DC movie that flopped? One, does he want to go back to redeem himself as Green Lantern? Because I, I didn't have a problem with him playing Green Lantern. I thought he's, he was good for me. Right. Um, just bad writing, poor selection of the villain. It, it just is a hot mess. But he wasn't a bad Green Lantern. So what intrigued him enough to go want to reprise his role? When he already has Deadpool and he's, he's locked in, right? Right. So it's like, for me, I'm like, hmm. If you think about Green Lantern as a character, there's so much potential in what they can do. Right. Yeah, so you have the intergalactic stories. uh, You have such classic stories as, like, you know, uh, Blackest Night. Uh, You have, just from a character perspective, if written correctly, Green Lantern can be great. Uh, and I feel like Ryan Reynolds is looking at that and he's saying, like, hey, I didn't get a fair shot the first time. Right. You know, get his foot back in the mm-hmm. game. So, yeah, I would really like to see it because I feel like Ryan Reynolds is a good actor. Right. I don't know if his comedic style is necessarily fitting for, um, you know, Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then again, there's so many Green Lanterns, but, you know, um, he was Hal Jordan. But I just, I really feel like. I like Ryan Reynolds, mm-hmm. but to me, his comedic style does not match with Hal Jordan. So right. I, you know, I, I like Ryan Reynolds. I just don't feel like this is his shot to take at this point. Right. But do you think it was the writers? I mean, he's he's just reading lines. He's just trying to make you know funny. I mean, think about, look at what he had to do to get Deadpool going. Right. Right. So when he got Deadpool going, just think about the creativity that he invested in the character, right? And he had the freedom to do that. Right. Now that he did that, that's good ammo for you to go up there and be like, hey, look, Warner Brothers, DC, mm-hmm. look what I did with Deadpool. This is my idea of how I think Green Lantern should be. Let me do it this way. It worked right. there. Let me do it right here. And so I think because he has that leverage and he sees the potential, like, oh, I... Because now he, he has more pull in the sense of like, hey, look what I did with Deadpool. Let me do Green Lantern Watch. Let me do what I did, what I did there, and, and this character's going to be good. I can turn this around for you guys. Right. Which, you know, I think would be a good thing to see. I actually have to disagree. Here's my thought. I feel like some writers will look at who they have as an actor right. and say, we're going to adjust our writing style to compliment that actor or actress and it really feels like either that's what they did for ryan reynolds or the way that he acted in the movie uh he just didn't really fit that role and and here's why i say this because i've been doing a lot of research on uh, back to the future you know looking into it's the 35th anniversary of back to the future Initially, Michael J. Fox was not the first Marty McFly. Uh, And when they looked at the dailies, they saw that the way uh, Marty McFly was being portrayed, it was super dark, super foreboding, and not really what they wanted out of the movie. So even though the movie was like 90% done, uh, they went back and reshot the scenes with Michael J. Fox. And he had a lot more charisma, he had good comedic timing, and it really made a difference in the movie. And so I feel like in the case of Green Lantern, um, having a comedic actor in a role for what traditionally is a very serious character uh, just really didn't uh, 
come out well. You know, a lot of people just thought like, hey, Ryan Reynolds, he's this hot property. Uh, you know, the the ladies and the gentlemen would go to see him, and that was that, not realizing he just wasn't right for the role. He's a more comedic character. So, so that's what I think, and I, I have to use Back to the Future as an example of, you know, Michael J. Fox coming in, uh, being Marty McFly, and really making a difference for that movie. Yeah, but uh, you talk about uh, Back to the Future, I just keep thinking how Avengers just made it seem like that didn't work. Remember when they were going back right, in time? Right, right. That just Marvel thing. Oh, I'm just going to make up my own theory of... It was a different time machine, Joe. <laughs> Every time machine acts differently. Right. Okay, the Tony Stark time machine was a superior product to um, the Gigawatts. Mm -hmm. So that's the difference. Because Marvel can do no wrong. Right, right. Right. So what else is going on with the Snyder Cut? Um, they're going to bring back the... Dark Seed's supposed to be in it. Okay. How do you feel about Dark Seed? Uh, Dark Side. I have never... Oh, messed up his name, dude. Which is totally cool, bro. Yeah. It's it's almost like I would call Michael J. Fox Michael Keaton. <laughs> they sound the same, right? You never right, know. Right. I never liked Dark Side because I feel like he's this really powerful character that never really seems powerful. Like, he's super smart. He's going after the Dark Life equation. Um, they're always fighting him, but he never does anything where you're like, oh my God, that was cool. He's just there being like super menacing and having these huge armies. But the character himself never does anything where you're like, oh man, now I see why this guy is so, uh, so powerful. Like, yeah, he's smart. Yes, he's going after the dark life equation, but he, he's just boring. He's always been boring. And his ripoff in the Marvel Universe, Thanos, mm -hmm. is more exciting because he's a much more complex character. You know, so um, you have the ripoff being done better mm -hmm. than the original, and Darkseid is boring. That's what Marvel does. I mean, isn't Doom Patrol before X Men? This is true. This but is X Men's a lot better than Doom Patrol. This is true. Marvel does it all the time, dude. They even make better movies. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's like I'm going to cheat off your, your, your answers, but you don't have the full equation. You have the start of it, and then I'm looking, I'm like, Marvel's like, yeah, DC. Oh, I see where you're going. All right, this is the full equation. And then you get it right. Right. And DC can't finish the equation. But here's the thing, right, which I don't understand. Marvel got a head start on DC, right? right? As far as like, oh, we're going to make these movies and and we're going to kind of work, work our way through it. We're going to make the Hulk movie, which was, you know, like a hot mess salad. Okay? We mess up here. And then we're going to make the Incredible Hulk movie. That's a little bit better. Oh, well now we're going to make, um, you know, Iron Man. We got the formula down. Now mm -hmm. it works, right? So, or we can even go back further, like to the Punisher movie starring Dolph Lundgren, right? Trash. Mm -hmm. But, but let's not look at that. And then DC comes along and they're like, oh, we see this works. We see you've got these, this equation here. We're not going to use that. No. I don't know. I've never understood that. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't really understand either. I mean, if there's a format that works, I'm, there's, it gets to a point where you're, who cares if you're the same? Yeah. No one cares about you being different. Right. And you being different is not working. And if the only way that you're different is by being dark. Like, oh, we're going to be dark and brooding. Like, as much as I dislike DC movies, the lighter that they get in their tone, mm -hmm. it went Wonder Woman's a little bit lighter, mm -hmm. Shazam's the greatest movie ever made, and Aquaman is hella fun. Mm -hmm. Right? It's like this upward, upward mm -hmm. peak, right? Once they moved more into that idea of, like, we don't have to be dark in order to separate us from... Marvel, right. their movies got better. Right. And then, booyah, let's do the Snyder Cut that's supposed to be darker again. Well, I will, whatever method I use to stream or download my movies, <laughs> I will be watching that Snyder Cut, bro. Yeah, it's, supposed to, it's broken up into episodes, too. Oh. So you're supposed to also see, like, Superman in a black suit now. Okay. Which is cool, and you probably most likely ain't going to see that monstrosity of you trying to hide that mustache. I'm like, 1980 
special effects look better than you trying to hide that mustache. <laughs> right? It did. And it was weird because as you're watching the movie and you didn't know what the problem was and you see him talking, you're yeah. like, what's, what's it, what is that? Yeah. yeah. Something was wrong. Yeah. And you're looking around, you're like, am I the only one seeing this? Yeah. Like, what did you, you spend your money on? Right. Like, I, I don't get it. And why would you, why would you reshoot that scene to make it lighter, right? Yeah. But why would you reshoot that scene like that? Right. Right. And right. it's just like, there's no point in it. Like, keep the scene. Right. Totally. And, or, I'm like, dude, if you can make Samuel L. Jackson and, you know, like, um, Captain Marvel look hella younger, mm -hmm. how do you not make a mustache disappear? I don't even know what went on with DC there. Maybe yeah. it's just, you know, now that Disney owns uh, Marvel and that incorporates Star Wars, which incorporates Industrial Light and Magic, Lucas, maybe there's just a better group of uh, special effects artists over at Marvel slash Disney instead of DC. Well, including yourself and Alfonso, you guys are a lot better at Photoshopping than apparently DC can do a mustache. <laughs> Maybe DC needs to hire Alfonso. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so let's talk about this Matt Reeves Batman. Right. Uh, Matt Reeves Batman, also known as the uh, Robert Pattinson version. Everyone's pretty excited about this because it's kind of like a back-to-basics Batman. To me, it sounds like it's like Batman meets the Punisher in the sense that you know, Batman is going to, it's going to be like his first missions. I remember when we were kids, uh, Batman Year One came out, you right. know, and they kind of talked about, you know, him learning how to be Batman, stuff right. like that. And that was like super popular. Mm -hmm. That's more like what this is going to be like. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, that's his version and then power, more power to him. But how many times can you, let's just do another relaunch. Let's just do another Batman from the beginning, how it became Batman. You know what I liked about the, the Spider-Man, the newer Spider-Man when it came out? He just was already Spider-Man, right? And it just built the story from there. It didn't have to go back. Everybody knows the story of Batman. And I'm myself, I'm kind of tired of seeing it again. Yeah, that's your version of what happened, but let's, that's, that's the problem with DC. Let's, let's do the relaunch, let's do the reboot. I mean, that's what they're gonna do with Batwoman, right? Right. Ruby Rose stepped down mm -hmm. and um, they're gonna, they replaced her. So now you gotta worry about relaunching, so it's like, you as a fan is a, a, and you pay money for some movies or you watch TV, you're getting bamboozled. Yeah, it's true. Because it's like, how do I believe you if you keep changing stuff on me? Right. And the problem with DC movies, and, and I've said this before, why Marvel movies do are so successful is like, how many Iron Mans are there? Just one. Right? And he's so good at it, you can't see anybody as Iron Man, right? Right. How many Wolverines are there? Just one. And you really can't see anybody else playing Wolverine other than Hugh Jackman, right? Absolutely. So, I mean, how many Batmans you got? Uh, let's see here. Well, Michael Keaton. Keaton. Christian Bale. Bale. George Clooney who was terrible. Clooney. Uh, Val Kilmer. Kilmer. Um, Don't disrespect Adam West, bro. Adam West. Okay. Ben Affleck. Affleck. Right? Robert Pattinson's going to be the new one. That's right. And then... And then you consider him Batman the voice of Batman. I can't remember. Right. I can't remember the guy's name. Right. I don't know. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. My Batman card. Bah! <laughs> um, but yeah, like, so, the, I mean, that's like more than five. So, I mean, the problem is when you have so many playing a certain character is everybody has their favorites. So, therefore, that's where the arguments come in, the debate right. of who's better than who. Right. And it gets to the point where, like, you don't care about the movie anymore because you're already lost. Because whoever, you're going to have your Ben Affleck fans who like, and then they're going to judge him already, Patterson, just because he's been in the Twilight series, right? Right. You know, he can't be Batman, right? Right. And so you're already going to, the Ben Affleck fans are already going to go in there going like this, let's see if you're better than my boy. Yeah. Right? Right. And that's the problem. There's just too many different versions of it. It's not even a multiverse, bro. It's just mad people playing on I me. Mean, how many people play Superman? Christopher Reeves. Christopher Reeves. Right. That's correct. We won't get into all the TV shows. I see your point. And it, how many Wonder Womans? Well, there's really only one Wonder Woman. Linda Carter. I yes. Love you. 
right? So, do you remember we were going to meet her, dude, and then it got canceled, remember? I the do whole remember COVID that. thing. Uh, yes. Yeah, we were supposed to go meet her. That's right. And she was going to sing her song, I think it was. Yeah, she was actually going to serenade me personally yeah. while you videotaped it. Yeah. 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 Um, dude, you just remind, I had completely forgotten yeah. about that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm sad. Yeah, I'm sad with you, because we would have got that little selfie. That's right. That would have been sick. But, I mean, her and Gal Gadot. So you really only have two, right? And she played the world so far many years ago yeah. that you really can't, you know, there's a lot of younger generation that might not know Linda Carter. Right. So you really don't have that, like, judging. Where Batman is, like, kind of like 20 year plus, I'll just say 20 year plus. Yeah. 20 years of people with comparison. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah. So it's like, well, he was good, he's bad. I mean, look at the Spider-Mans. There's a lot of Spider-Mans, too. There are a lot of Spider-Mans. But that's not really... I mean, it's Marvel, but it's more so Sony. Correct. Right? So, I mean, that's how you got to look at things. I mean, how many Aquamans are there? Just the one. How many Shazams? Uh, yeah, there's been quite a few, but, but we'll just will, say the one. But will people remember the older versions of Shazam? I do. I got, that on, I got that on uh, okay, DVD, okay. homie. If everybody doesn't know... Blu-ray. Mr. Dukes is a huge Shazam fan. So, but, I mean, think about it. I mean, if you're not following Shazam, all you know is... This, Zachary Levi. Right? Yes. So, you really don't have anybody to compare it to. So, now, if you don't have anybody to compare it to, now it's like, is the movie good? Right. Right? You're not judging the character. It, you're, How is the movie? It's being based on its own merits. Right. Yes. How is the movie? Yes. How is the special effects? Mm -hmm. That's what you judge things on. Now, it's not the person. People are going to go in and watch Matt Reeves and be like this. Twilight guy. Let's see what he's going to do. Twilight. He's a vampire. He's a vampire. He's a sucky vampire. He was never right. a good vampire. Right. And so he's already going into that role with that. Right? So you have to prove people wrong. And you have to prove that you're going to be a good version of Batman. Right? Mm -hmm. And he's already going to judge because there's so many Batmans before him. Is he going to be better than the ones before him? That's the problem with DC. Right? Yeah. It really is. And the crazy thing about DC, which I feel like they're starting to move away from, is they have a catalog of thousands upon thousands of characters, but they have these 10 everybody knows. Mm -hmm. And they're just going to keep recycling those 10 right. over and over and over right. again. And what's weird is it's not even 10. It's Batman. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's just like they keep recycling him over and over again. Right. Now, Marvel benefited from a, from the fact that they sold all their popular characters, mm -hmm. right? So they couldn't go to a well of well-known characters. They couldn't say, like, we're going to build the universe off of Spider-Man, right? right? They're like, eh, we're going to have to use Spider-Earth. They're, they're going to have to use Iron Man and Thor. Right. Granted, no one knows who Iron Man and Thor are compared to Spider-Man or compared to the X-Men. So we're going to have to work on character development. Mm -hmm. We're going to have to work on story. Yeah. Whereas, I recall when Justice League came out, it did great initially because everybody knows Wonder Woman. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows Flash, Batman, Superman, etc. And DC can just hang their hats on that and keep going to the well with what everyone knows instead of building and saying like, hey, you know what? Maybe we need to give people more substance instead of just recycling the same old crap over and over and over again. Right. Yeah. I mean, think about it, dude. When when they came out with Iron Man, bro, I know I don't buy no Iron Man comics when I was younger. Yeah. Right? Right, no. And then the movie came out and you're like this, well, it's Marvel, it looks good. I like Robert Downey Jr. Right. Him as Iron Man, he kind of looks like him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, let me check it out. Right. And then you watch it, you're like, well, damn. This is good. <laughs> this is really good. Right. Right? And then Thor comes out. I never bought a Thor comic, bro. I never was in a Thor. Right. Right? Chris Hemsworth. 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 Right. Yeah. Comes out, and you're like, well, he's pretty good. He's, yeah. a, he's Thor. Yeah. Right? When you, that's the whole point. When when you, you have no one to compare to, he does so well, because like you said, you you focus on the writing, the development of the character. You're like, dude, this dude is Thor. Yes. This dude is Iron Man, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. And then you just build from it, like you said. And then what was the next one after Thor? It was Captain uh, America. Captain America. And then you, you, you. Uh, I mean, you look and you're like, wow, Chris is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. This is actually pretty good, right? Right. And I never really was in the Avengers, to be honest. I never. Not really me either. I was. I was X Men. 
The only time I yeah with you, I'm X Men, not Marvel. Yeah. We're all X Men. Yeah. So it's like I never. The only time I bought Avengers was with a crossover. Yeah. And because the X Men were going to be in it, right? Reluctantly purchased it. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that wasn't my thing, and I'm, and then you find yourself like, wow, these Avengers I like on screen. Yes. Right. Yeah. And they get the right the right people to play the characters, right? And then they keep building and building, and you wanted more. To where when we went to watch Infinity War, like, you're in tears because that's 10 years yeah. of us waiting for something like that to happen. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you had us, right? And it was through character development. 10 years Marvel spent to develop, develop this culture that everyone's already used to now. Like, I can't watch any movie without thinking, is there something at the end? Yes. Right? Yeah. And What's that's Marvel. Off? Yeah. So, when when it gets to that, you're like the payoff was so huge. You were like, ah, oh, it was just the best thing ever, right? And DC is like, hey, so we don't have a Wonder Woman movie out, but we don't have a Batman versus Superman. Let's come on, dude, you can't do that. Affleck should have had his own movie. You shouldn't have did a Batman yes. versus Superman, right? Yeah. You're trying to speed and rush things and do a ten year span that Marvel did in like two to three years. You can't right. do that. And it shows. In, in your in your movies, it, that's why it doesn't do too well. If you look at the Arrowverse, they did exactly what Marvel did. They invested the time in the shows, built crossovers, right? People got their feel for the characters, right? And you look at Stephen Moe, you're like, dude, that dude's Green Green Arrow, mm -hmm. right? I see him on Green Arrow. I see Diggle. He's John Stewart. Yes. <laughs> right. Yes. The whole time I'm thinking this guy's gonna be John Stewart, right? Yeah. And there's rumors of, hey, dude, he's got to be John Stewart, right? Mm -hmm. They he did so well as a character they wrote him in the comics because he wasn't in the comics that's how well this actor right played diggle and everyone loved him mm -hmm. so he did so well and everyone kept he's got to be green lantern and then what was the payoff at the end of arrow season right yeah. when it finally ended right dude became green lantern yeah. right and that's what the fans wanted how does dc get it right on a television landscape right on the comic landscape and even in the animation but mm -hmm. can't do it in the movies who's that boss right that boss just wants a lot of money at the box office very quickly right there's no planning but the thing about it is it's like yeah you get that quick fat fast fix money but what's the longevity of money right you got to keep that steady income which they're gonna get with other movies mm -hmm. right so they can afford to do that but if, if, if I'm the owner, I'm like, yo, what's that? yo, we can make more money. Yes. Like what you're giving me right now, that, that's cool and all, but I want more money, right? So if I'm in a boat and it starts leaking, you patch it up a cheap patch, it's still going to leak. True. But it's going to give me where I got to go. Right. But once you patch that sucker up, I'll get where I got to go faster. And that's that's where they fall off, I think. I think whoever is in charge, people get so mad at like what is it, Kathleen for like Star Wars. They get mm -hmm. so mad. Because she messed up Star Wars so bad. Who's messing up DC? You never find out the name. Kevin Fergie? Marvel. You you hear that guy's name? You know he has it. He's Marvel. Anything that dude touches, bam, right? Who's in charge of all the DC? You never hear anything. I think pretty soon Kevin Feige is also going to be in charge of uh, Star Wars. Cause, you know, That's going to be good, dude. He's got his hand in Man Mandalorian and... As much as I'd like to talk trash about that show, it's amazing. Dude, it's really good, dude. Yeah. It's really good. Like, I mean, it's so good, dude. It's better than the, you know, people like the new Star Wars, but it's better than the new Star Wars, I think. That's just my opinion. I agree. I mean, I, it had its moments. It's like, uh, you know, uh, uh, then you're losing me again. Uh, you're kind of <laughs> getting me back. Uh, you lost me again, right? Yeah. So it's just like... J.J. Amber, when we talked about that last time on one of our, our Star Wars podcasts, is like he had to clean up the, the third movie. Just him cleaning up the mess Ryan Johnson did in the second one. Very true. But I mean, I wish someone would clean up the DC mess. It's let's let's talk Flashpoint because I feel like Flashpoint is the best way to fix DC. Right, I agree. Michael Keaton coming back is genius very genius because if michael keaton becomes the guy who says hey um dark side 
won in this multiverse. Mm -hmm. He won in this multiverse. He won over here. He mm -hmm. won over here. Yep. He can basically sit on the big screen mm -hmm. and say, like, hey, this universe is gone, right? Mm -hmm. So now we get rid of the Whedon yep. Justice League, right? Boom, it's gone. Mm -hmm. However, the Snyder universe is real. It, it survived, right? So let's travel to the Snyder universe and help them out, and then we move forward, right? And then he goes along and he says, hey, let's go to the Matt Reeves uh, Batman universe and basically says they're like, hey, um, you know, whatever, you have your project, right? So they acknowledge that this is a separate universe from this universe, but this is the main universe because I keep coming back to it, mm -hmm. you know? And then he says like, oh, we're going to have a Batman Beyond universe, you know? Right. Where at the end of the day, they can use either a combination of, oh, by the way, CW Infinite Crisis was just crazy. I have not watched the CW in like four years mm -hmm. just because I was like, it's too much drama, it's too much soap opera. Right. But when I watched that, I was just excited. That was good fan service, and I hope yeah. Snyder does the same yeah. thing. But I feel like Flashpoint is the ability to fix everything. Mm -hmm. You get Michael Keaton being like the dude who's telling everybody where to go. This universe is gone. This universe is gone. Yeah. You can acknowledge this. That, hey, there's multiverses, which is why you have Joaquin Phoenix over here, mm -hmm. and you have this Christian Bale universe over here, right. and he can just address all that. And he can be like, hey, you know what? I'm from Earth Prime, boom, which happens to be where we have the Danny DeVito mm -hmm. and Michelle Pfeiffer, yeah. Batman, and he just cleans it all up. That's what I hope happens. Yeah, they, they have a real, real good opportunity to fix some stuff. Yes. And them getting Michael Keaton is a huge, huge step, yes. right? So you have to like figure, like you said, you got to incorporate the Matt Reeves Batman with the Gal Gadot, right? Mm -hmm. The Flash, Shazam, mm -hmm. right? So you have to figure out how to get rid of that Ben Affleck. Right. Right. So you, because there's there's two different Batman. So how do you get rid of that? Right. Because everyone stays the same. And the Superman guy is gonna Christopher be Reeves. No, no, no. Oh, you mean Henry? Uh, or is it Harvey? Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. Okay. So if he's not coming back, you need another Superman. I'm okay with just changing the actor and saying it's the same guy. That That's perfectly yeah. good. My thing is, if you have multiple universes, then and Affleck is willing to go back and do reshoots, there's no reason why Affleck couldn't interact with Michael Keaton to some extent, and they just have a conversation and acknowledge that they're Bruce Wayne's from different universes. Right. Which which would be good. But Could be. you figure they've already established Aquaman, they were already established Shazam and Wonder Woman, mm -hmm. right? That's something and it's been a good amount of years between the the last time they were in a movie together. Right. Now you get this Matt Reeves. This guy does really well mm -hmm. and the movie does nice. It's gonna be an easy transition to do another Justice League, which Shazam will be in it, because he's really in the, the animation. Right. And then if Ryan Reynolds does well on that, yeah. now you have a Green Lantern. Mm -hmm. And there's good potential there. But with DC, you can't really get too hyped up about it. I mean, the James Gunn Suicide Squad is looking pretty good. Yeah, but that's James Gunn. Yeah. James Gunn. To the Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. I, I remember reading the Guardians of the Galaxy comic book, which I've aren't... never read a comic book from them, bro. Yeah, I, I read one, maybe two issues. Not exactly the same group, yeah. but I was so underwhelmed by the thought of Marvel making a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Right. I was... I made jokes before I went in, and that they're probably my fav favorite team. Right. You know, so James Gunn is just gonna rock no matter yeah. what. But then here's the problem, right? 
oh, well, that's that's a different universe. That doesn't count. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a different Joker, or you know, whatever. It's like, come on, dude, just stop. Yeah, you know, already. So we'll see. You know, but what if it is the same? Because yeah. it's the same universe of Ben Affleck, Batman. Correct. So I mean, we'll see. we'll see. The interesting thing is with James Gunn going back to do Guardians of the Galaxy 3, where does that put him in with the DC, right? Suicide Scott, because of James Gunn, is going to be, it's going to be good, dude. Oh, yeah. He's not going to let that, sh- that that thing flop. He's not. Right. Because he's not going to want to hear the heat. Oh, so you, you do better Marvel movies, Guardians of the Galaxy, but you can't do Suicide Squad? No. Right. It's going to be the same formula, bro, with like, Character development, you fill in for the character. It's gonna be everything he did in Guardians of the Galaxy is gonna be in Suicide Squad. Yes. So it's gonna be good. So the next thing is this: Is Warner Brothers gonna use him again, or is Marvel gonna be like, you ain't gonna make no more movies for DC, right? That's the next question. Because if 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 this does if this movie does very well, which I think it will, they should be like, yo, come make some more movies. They should. Right. Right. But are they, though? I think they will. I think that at the end of the day, in the movie industry, money talks, Mm -hmm. which is why you have so many retread, rehash characters and movies and everything like that. And what we haven't really had in a while are directors and producers that will make you want to go see a movie. Right. Right? Like back in the day, Steven Spielberg, well, I'm going to watch that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, who do you have? You know, right. like when you see a name. Now, um, I know I'm a big fan of Blumhouse Studios. You know, right. I'll watch a movie just based on the fact that it's Blumhouse, even though Blumhouse can um, definitely turn out some garbage sometimes. But uh, that being said, when it comes to... You know, directors and producers, there aren't names that make me want to go to the box office. Right. James Gunn, the Russo brothers, basically anyone who does Marvel movies, mm-hmm. well, you know, James Gunn, the Russo brothers, um, you know, obviously. Not Josh I was going to say Josh Whedon, J.J. Abrams. Yeah. Uh, but the list is so small mm-hmm. that if they can use those names, that prints money just like uh, Batman would or Superman right. would or or the attaching Avengers mm-hmm. to a title would. So yeah, they're, anyone who can get him back on board, they're gonna do it, you know? right? Just because that's gonna his name's gonna print money. Yeah, I mean, you look at the body of the work. Yes. You look at me like James Gunn. You're like, ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever see like I think it was Twelve Bridges with um with the guy who did Black Panther? No, 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 no. I did not see that. Okay. Any good? No, it was really bad. But they had the Russo brothers. They were like, oh, from the Russo brothers, mm-hmm. right? So you think it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't. Yeah. It was awful. Um, so I, I guess that's just an example of like, you know, they use a, a director or a producer's name in order to get you to watch a movie. And sometimes it's just like, you know, just really bad. Yeah, I mean... I 21, mean, 21 bridges, not 12 bridges. Yeah, yeah. Remember when I got that, um, I won that uh, the raffle for the posters of the signings? Yes. And I remember I met the Russo brothers, right? And I'm mm-hmm. like, hey, thank you. 10 years, man. I waited for 10 years. And they both looked at me and they said, so did we. Nice. So it's like, think about that. So did we. So they already know the content. So that's Marvel's content. All they got to do is right what they like and what they know right so creating something different that's not marvel i mean yeah there's so that's, it's not a passion for right them. right i mean yeah. not to say yeah, i mean we can't really say that i mean i guess not as much love not not as invested yeah right because that's 10 years of them investing in that right mm-hmm. so i mean and you look at james gunn like if if this movie does not do well is it him or is it like what he's able to do DC's like you can only do this you can only do that because if this movie doesn't do well and it doesn't live up or doesn't I'm looking for the same kind of and I'm okay with I'm looking for the same kind of like strategic moves in this movie that it did in Guardians of the Galaxy I'm looking for the same format kind of like what Star Wars did with the Force Awakens right it was the same format 
and Star Wars, same format, everything. And I was okay with that. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm cool with that. You know, I'm okay with it. You know what yeah. I mean? If James Gunn does that, I'm okay with it. I'm not going to be mad because that's a good format to follow, right? So it's so it should be interesting to see if he, if he doesn't do the same thing. That just lets me know that Warner Brothers is like, nah, you're going to do it this way. We want it like this, and you're, you're only going to do this. But I think James Gunn is so like he has so much power. Like, if you really want this to do better than the last one, let me do my thing. I got to disagree, bro. Josh Whedon, big name. Zack Snyder, even though, I mean, he destroyed some X-Men movies, big name. I just feel like Warner Brothers, kind of like, you know, the whole the whole reason the Snyder Cut exists or will exist is because there's this concept out there that you can produce a masterpiece and Warner Brothers will say, ah, we need to cut a half hour out of that. Right. You know, so, so I really feel like James Gunn, based on his body of work, will turn in a masterpiece. Mm -hmm. And what will come out the other end will be processed fast food. Right. But here's the thing, too. The reason why we didn't do what he did is because he wanted it lighter. That was the whole point. Let's make it lighter. It's too dark. Right. And they're trying to do what the Marvel thing is. So for him to try to remix and P. Diddy that the Justice League was it's too late. It's just too much to try to redo. That's why it looks sloppy. That's why the mustache, you can still see the mustache. It just is, I mean, that's the only part I remember the whole movie is that damn mustache. Like, you're trying to bamboozle me with this right now, right? So, like, but if you look at James Gunn, is he starting from scratch, bro? He's not going to go clean up no other minds. That's his. So, James Gunn makes deep emotional content, right? Makes you feel for the characters. That's what DC kind of wants. If you look at, if you look at Wonder Woman, it's a little lighter, right? Mm -hmm. Aquaman's a little lighter. Right? Shazam's way lighter. It's funny. Best movie ever made. And yeah. so, like, if you look at James Gunn's Suicide Squad, it's gonna be in the borderlines of that. It's gonna make you feel for the villains, right? And that's why I think it's gonna do. Hopefully, it's gonna do really well because then I don't think they're gonna stop it and be like, hey, you need to make it like this because James Gunn is already gonna do it. Okay. Well, you know, we'll see. I, I certainly yeah, hope we it'll... shall see. I hope they do well. Yeah, Any comic book, movie, show, right. I always want it to do well. That is how I was introduced into this world of fandom. Right. Fandom, So I certainly hope it does well. Yeah, me too. It just produces more. Yeah, you know what absolutely. I mean? We're going to get more of those type of movies. Let's get into Batwoman. Batwoman, Ruby Rose, uh, has departed from her role as Batwoman. Uh, they brought in a new Batwoman who uh, happens to be African-American, a woman of character. And there's a little bit of controversy over that. Uh, I feel like one of the things that makes Batwoman so unique is she is a great LB, LGBTQ character. And that really puts her in, in a very important role. You, you can't just mess around with that role. Right. You know, I don't want to say similar to Black Panther, but those words just came out of my mouth mm -hmm. in the sense that there's some characters you just can't mess around with very much mm -hmm. because they do mean so much. So, you know, they're, they're changing the actress. Uh, she's going from being um, a Caucasian woman uh, to being an African-American woman, and people are a little bit upset about that. But we really don't even know what they're going to do. Right. Like, we don't have a clue. Like, is this going to be the same character? Is this going to be, like, a new character? Uh, we don't know at all. Uh, so what do you think? It's just DC messing things up again, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean the whole thing about Ruby leaving, I, we, we said this on a previous podcast when we were talking about, like, CW shows that were coming out. And I remember I was really looking forward to... I like Ruby Rose. I was really looking forward to Batwoman because I think it's an. I like that character. Yeah. Kind of disappointed in the series because it's just too boring. The villain wasn't as good, right? Right. And it's funny because like she was having, you know, the stars. I mean, I mean, it's what you signed up for. But at the end of the day, people can be like internet gangsters, man. Yeah. They just think they're tough until, you know. When we were growing up, man. You said something funky, dude. Someone's punching you in the face, and that's the last right. time you're saying anything. Right. 
nowadays people can say whatever the hell they want, you know? So for you to look at someone who's actually a lesbian and say that she's not gay enough for the character, Alan, that'd be like you playing Black Panther and someone looking at you and, Alan, you ain't black enough to play Black Panther. What? That doesn't make sense to me, right? That's right. I mean, so it's like, with that drama and her getting hurt on set a lot, caused her to leave the role, right? right? And it's just unfortunate, you know? Now it's like, now this girl is going to be judged on, right? Because she's black. So you're going right. to get judged on that. Right. Right? And she's playing a bisexual. So now it's going to be like, well, she's not gay enough. You know what I mean? She's not she's not black enough. You know, whatever they say. How about just, is she a good actor? It seems we all forgot about that. How is she a good actor? How will right. she do on the role, right? Now it's like, they don't even care about that. It's like you're judging on someone's personality as opposed to like judging on how well they act and that's a problem with the world today man yeah. everyone just jumps to conclusions and comes up with their own opinion before you before you even see the person act it's almost like in the media everyone always rushes to have the first breaking story and so a lot of times what happens in the media is like News will come out and something will be out there. And it's not 100% accurate. It's not 100% right. But there's always this rush to be first, first right. on the scene. Right. Now, I feel like what's happened in the world of the internets and the world of the social medias, the Twitters, the Facebooks, the keyboard gangsters, the keyboard warriors, is people want to be first to criticize someone, to say, hey, I told you so, Robert Pattinson isn't gonna be a good enough Batman. Um, this actress uh, isn't able to play this role because she's African-American. Uh, right. Zoe Kravitz can't be Batwoman because, or excuse me, Catwoman, because she's African-American. Oh, see, I said this is how it was, and I feel yeah. like this, rush to be right, this rush to be the first to say it, uh, the rush to be edgy, you know, has created a situation where negativity takes precedence to stopping to evaluate what a person brings to the table. And it's, as a nerd, as a person who loves fandoms, it's disappointing because it feels like there's this group of people who have completely disregarded the excitement and the love of whatever fandom it is just so that they can say hey i was right mm -hmm. you know and, and it's it's not something i really want to be part of clearly we are right you know but it, it just it completely drags down whether it be star wars you know whether it be like marvel with brie larson and captain marvel or whether it be the cw moving to an unorthodox or unusual casting give it a chance before you shoot it down right and you know like like you said people are so quick to be like i told you so well how about you be just as quick to be like you know what i was wrong she's good he's good right yes. you don't ever hear that right you'll spend all these memes and energy and keyboarding on how bad someone is yeah right you yeah. don't even know this person yeah right and you're just gonna sit there and bash them but the moment they're good at something or they do very well in a movie or a character, you ain't going to do the same energy. I was wrong. This person's good. I'm looking forward to it. You're never going to hear that. And that's what's wrong with people nowadays. It's like you said. They want to be the first one to say, I told you so. But how about be the first one to say, you know what? I was wrong. Well, let's hope that this season of Batwoman will be amazing. Uh, that pretty much brings us to the end of this episode of the Nerd World Order broadcast. I'd like to thank everyone who tuned in to the live stream. Uh, I think we're going to be doing a lot more of that, uh, right. live streaming. I feel like the energy that we absorbed from all of you was like freaking amazing. And, right. and awesome. Yeah, we want to do more of that. Right. So thank you for everyone who tuned in uh, to the first live stream that we've done in conjunction with the broadcast. Uh, Joe, I know you've been hella busy. If if anybody got a box on their door from a delivery um, in San Diego County, thank Joe, okay? Because this dude has been hella busy during the freaking pandemic when everybody stopped going to the store. Uh, 
Joe has been making sure you get your freaking packages. So thank you very much, Joe, for that. Uh, thank you, by the I way. That. Oh, of course, bro. Uh, thank you very much for uh, pretty much uh, being here for this podcast, for this episode of the podcast. Yeah, no, you no. know, we're, we're kind of we're back on track. We're back. We're back again. We're back again. Uh, we're back again, dude. Yeah. So so good times, man. Yeah. Uh, any final words, Joe? Uh, we're just back again. Like we said, we've been on a hiatus, you know, you know, I work a lot of hours. Alan works a lot of hours, but we are going to be more disciplined and we promise to bring more podcasts, you know, back to back to back, like we're Drake and yeah, I'm looking forward to doing more. Joe thinks I don't understand the back to back <laughs> reference. Okay. <laughs> The look he had on his face was like, you don't know what I'm talking about. You even know back Drake. To back. Of course I know Drake, okay? Came from Degrassi. Okay. Worked his way up, okay, to where he is today. My Canadian brother, Drake. Yes, I do know Drake. So, um, ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd World Order, this concludes this episode of the Nerd World Order broadcast. Until next time... I am NWO. We are NWO. And let your nerd flag fly. Booyah!